live from the VadastaHomesales.com studios, welcome to Theology on Tap, where along with Father Jason Adams, we discuss topics that matter to you in your Catholic faith. Well, everybody, welcome back. After our week off vacation, we are so happy to be here and hanging out with you guys. Father Jason, how are you doing? I am blessed and highly favored. All right, great. So, uh, Father Jason, would you like to start us off like you start off every evening with a prayer? Uh, Yes, I'll, I'll second that. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Good and gracious God, uh, as we begin this new week, we are thankful for so many blessings, this thinking about the past week, Lord. Not only did we get to celebrate our independence, but there's so many great things behind the scenes with the staff that put on the show. Lord, we thank you for the wedding anniversary of Rob and Crystal McGinn. We thank you for the blessing of the new baby boy of John Storings. We thank you for the many Vipers team that were led by you, Ben, and uh, had Alan down there, too. Thankful for the eight years, uh, Lord, if you've called me to be a priest and serve your people. And Heavenly Father, what a special grace you gave us today. We've been praying for a new bishop, and you have answered our prayers. We have now a bishop-elect, Stephen Parks, to be the 15th bishop of the Diocese of Savannah. We thank you, Lord, for all these things. But Heavenly Father, as we get ready to begin this show, we're now talking about social media. Lord, we try to get your word out, but but sometimes, you know, as the word gets out, it can be misconstrued, misperceived, there can be abuses, but Lord, everything we should do should be glorifying you. So just bless how can we use the tools that you have given us so that we can continue to communicate that saving message of your love your son has for us and gave his life for us so that we may build the kingdom of God. Bless us, bless the show, bless our viewers at home. May all that we do always be for your glory and good. We make this prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So uh, welcome back, Titletown Theology. Sorry for our little hiccup there. But uh, this week, Father Jason, uh, our topic for discussion is social media responsibility. Mm. Yeah, we're going to break down as we go into the next couple segments. We're going to break down an examination of conscience, but in terms of... uh, uh, in the mind of a social media user. Can I just say what I want and people are to understand it? Yeah, and that's one of the biggest I'm an things. American. I have the right to say what I want to say. Yeah. Don't violate my First Amendment rights. <laughs> yeah. We, I think well, uh, we mentioned this in our show when we uh, in our meeting as we, we were discussing this topic. Yeah. We as Americans, we, we like to question stuff and we like to make sure. our statement known about things. But you know what? Sometimes uh, that can affect other people. We don't understand uh, and we don't know uh, exactly how it comes off or, or, or how it can say uh one of the best things that was taught to me uh as a kid when texting came out and said hey guess what people don't understand what you text back sometimes and, and as we're teaching kids today as, as they're using text and they're using social media sometimes what you what comes out people don't quite understand you get what you're saying so we need to be responsible and perhaps patient in how we're trying to I guess, communicate if we're using those. Yeah, exactly, exactly. How we doing, guys? We're good? All right, so we still can't hear ourselves in the headphones, by the way. Right now, people at home, if y'all can hear us, just please give us a thumbs up right now. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, we just want to hear ourselves. Yeah, now okay. we're starting to hear ourselves. Okay. All right. A little hiccups. We took a one-week vacation, and our, our gear was still on vacation for us this week, so it's all good. We're back in time. Uh, it, 
and everything's rolling good now. So, uh, Father, like we were just talking, uh, social media responsibility. But we all know that there's also good aspects to social media. There, there's people all over the place, and even the popes. Uh, the last two popes have mentioned and had days now where they've specifically talked about the use of social media and the use of media in general mm-hmm. uh, for evangelization. True. True. Yeah. Um, and in fact, uh, the specific day is World Communications Day. It's been going on since 2006, and I believe, Father, it's September time usually when the, when the day is usually... No, uh, from my understanding, we celebrate the patron saint of communications of St. Francis de Sales. Okay. And I want to believe, correct me if I'm wrong, when we see our Southern Cross rise, it's looking near Pentecost. Because okay. Pentecost, you know, the, the Holy Spirit. Now, sometimes these things, you know, the Pope writes things early. Okay. So we get a little sneak peek before they're published. Ah, all right. So uh, to start off today, um, pulled off a couple things in our first segment here. We pulled off a couple things off of these specific talks over the past few years about social media and just... We're going to make some comments back and forth as we go today and, and discuss this. Uh, if you guys at home have any comments, questions, uh, we have Alan. He is on uh, Facebook and he's on YouTube checking for questions and comments. And when it comes to that third segment, uh, if you have anything, question, or any any comments about what we're going over and in discussion into this, we'd love to field it in that last final third segment. So please let us know. And please start that discussion on there. But again, like we mentioned, let's make sure we're kind. Let's make sure we're, we're using our responsibility. Uh, so segment one here today, we're talking about World Day of Social Communications. In 2019, Pope Francis says on social media, it helps us better connect, rediscover, and assist one another. But on the other hand, it lends themselves to the manipulation of personal data aimed at obtaining political and economic advantages and without due respect for the person and his or her rights. And he even goes on in that same speech discussing that there is a dangerous phenomenon of young people becoming social hermits. Yeah, ben, I'm hearing two things uh, the Holy Father said for that particular year. Uh, what you just quoted from the beginning lets me know that anybody can just say anything and put whatever data they want. But I mean, what does that mean? Didn't Back in the day, you had to go through an editor. Um, things were fact-checked. But now you can just instantaneously post things. So I'm thinking uh, what we're hearing in that first part is uh, Pope Francis is cautioning us that when somebody reads us statistics or somebody's giving us some data, what is the source? Uh, Where are these numbers coming from? Do we look at that with a critical eye? Do we just blindly accept it? Do we react uh, to it? So anybody can like to choose things that they want to hear. If I search the internet long enough or Facebook and figure out the algorithms right now, um, I can find and justify something that may or may not be true for my side for what I want to hear and try to share it, you know, with others. So yeah. Remember that first part. So I'm just going to stop right there with that first part, see what your thoughts before going about the youth. No, and I, I absolutely agree to that. Uh, I think the first part on there, uh, yeah, the, the whole purpose of social media originally was to, to connect and, and, and to, to network, but then we've also grown into this manipulation period where it can become an evil device where, uh, like you mentioned, before we'd had to go through an editor, whether it's magazine, newspaper, even websites, um, now you can fire words quickly with the, the taps of the, uh, the keyboard and, and post whatever you want and however you feel it without env- even editing it sometimes. Uh, and, and so I think uh, what Pope Francis there is, is telling us is, is to think about and, and to beware of the evils that can go along with this. True, Ben, but, but the more I read from that particular year, 
Um, I think his go-to was more geared towards the youth. Um, as you noted, he said, there is a dangerous phenomenon of young people becoming social hermits. Uh, what Pope uh, Francis is getting that. So um, if you're a young person, the data you probably want to see is when you post something, whether you got something brand new or not, you, you want a lot of likes. You want a lot of clicks. You want a lot of followers. And I mean, your self-esteem takes a hit if you're not seeing what you thought you would see or somehow or heaven forbid somebody teases you and then you feel your experience also goes on to saying there some cyber bullying so what pope francis also cautions about this social hermit issue is it's easier to fire things out there good or bad uh, meaning that you might feel more comfortable have keyboard courage and talk a mean game or talk about things and say things that you might would not say in person or two you might not ever want to leave your room, you know, um, being a young person might just be easier just to chill, uh, just relax and just interact that way. It's easier now back in our day, Ben, you know, we couldn't really stream and have like headphones to communicate with somebody, you know, else. You know, this day and age, you probably can hear people's mothers or spouses yell in the background and get embarrassed, you know, as their uh, kids playing a game and not knowing that they're live yeah. uh, going on. So there, there's that. A danger, and also too, the Pope noted uh, that year, if we were to go on in that particular year, that young people don't become isolated, but some people might get uh, bullied, and uh, other people wouldn't know about it, you know, per se. So um, because usually the young person, unless the parents catch their kids acting differently, um, will probably just withdraw to themselves. And what's the difference between they're just acting like a teenager per se, or they're going through something? So it's kind of hard to police or monitor a young person's behavior. So a person might just withdraw, you know. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and, and that's correct. Um, the next piece of data we pulled from, again with Pope Francis, again uh, on World Day of Social Communication, we went back to 2014 this time. Uh, and we mentioned it's gone back to 2006. Uh, Pope Benedict was the one that started this uh, World uh, Social Communi- World Day of Social Communication. Well, specifically on social media in general. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and, and so we're going back to 2014 again with Pope Francis here. Uh, and he challenges us to be more neighborly. Uh, Using the parable of the Good Samaritan, he explains, those who communicate in effect become neighbors. The Good Samaritan not only draws nearer to the man he finds half dead on the side of the road, he takes responsibility for him. Jesus shifts our understanding. It is not just about seeing the other as someone like myself, but of the ability to make myself like the other. Communication is really is a, really about realizing that we are all human beings, children of God. I like seeing the power of communication as neighborliness. Whenever communication is primarily aimed at promoting consumption or manipulating others, we are dealing with a violent form of aggression like that suffered by the man in the parable who was beaten by robbers and left abandoned on the road. You know, Ben, uh, reflecting on that article from Pope Francis uh, back in 2014, uh, he prefaces the Good Samaritan argument by noting uh, something that was big during my time as a political science major, talking about globalization, meaning thanks now to the use of the Internet and with social media, the world is becoming closer and closer together and knowing what's going on. And different boundaries are now being blurred because you can so readily uh, be connected so close that it could push one another out of their speaking from this area, out of our southern comfort zone. Um, we're seeing things and having to respond to things like so fast that we're 
you know, not used to. So perhaps sometimes we might make a comment about a culture or about a thing or a political issue that we're not fully sound about. And my gosh, that's not being very neighborly like. Yeah. So I'm seeing with a good Samaritan argument that he's making here is that, hey, we're all one in the body of Christ. You know, we're all in this together. So did you realize that what you say about somebody that might look or practice, you know, or, or our faith alone, you know, how one person practices Catholicism culturally versus another, you know, um, we're all worshiping, you know, the same God, uh, the, the different ways we might can, yeah, we might can lose the respect for the dignity of difference. It's easier to point out what makes us different than how can we respectfully worship yeah. or move together. And that's, I think, exactly what I got from the same article was seeing uh seeing the face of christ in everyone was kind of my take back was it was if we are not seeing the face of christ in everyone in this situation uh and we are quick to respond or quick to fire back on, on any challenges that that we're not we're like you said degrading the life of a human being and it's that serious I, and and i think when we we came up with this topic today uh it's that serious of an issue, uh, locally, uh, greater the world is having an issue with this, and and you can see that it, because it's continually addressed every year with the Vatican, and it's addressed in other uh, arenas, that it is an issue that we do need to get towards. Oh, without a doubt, because and also it makes us mindful too. What are we seeing that we're about to comment on of our neighbor? I use the example. Let's let's look at one thing. Uh, just comes to my mind is the March for Life. And we saw the gentleman, I'm just using this as an example, this just came to my mind now. Uh, we see a young man, you know, of his high school wearing a Trump Make American Great Again hat. And then the media clip cuts to, cut, clip cuts to a, you know, a, looks like a Native American, a drum in his face. And the media's like, oh my gosh, look at this Trump supporter smirking at this man who we are on this, you know, this, you know, this man's property. You know, the Native Americans have been here so long, and he's just trying to just this. And then how can this man and these, you know, this narrative was set that only come to find out that if we were to back up the coverage beforehand, we would see that the gentleman was actually very scared. Rather trying, I think, if I remember correctly, move out the way, there was something else that had been responded to. And it turns out it looked like the perception was that this Native American might have been trying to antagonize him when he stood his ground. Eventually, lawyers got involved. So, but you all just remember that. There's just two different ways to view that story between, oh, look at this versus, oh, our bad. You know, how we were able to, we can rush to judgment against a neighbor and then they realize, oh, no, that, that wasn't, you know, what happened. So, which leads eventually to our next segment about, like, how before we comment, like, what do we do when we realize, crap, we might have been wrong yeah. about we didn't treat that guy as our neighbor. Or you know, on that side of the coin, somebody was wrong. You know, but what do we do when we realize that? Do we swallow our pride or do we stand by? Yeah, uh, and, and I think that's a, a great lead into this. Um, like we mentioned, we, we talked about an examination of conscience. And, and for those of us, uh, that automatically clicks confession. Uh, but to me, uh, and, and you and I, as we were talking about this, it doesn't have to be an, an only confession. Think about in this examination of conscience. This can be something that you look as um, in, as a guideline for a situation. If, if you're going into and you feel like as though on your heart that you would like to talk and, and, and approach someone at something within social media and, and there's an issue, this may be something that you want to reference and say, okay, as I go about this um what can I do to, uh, uh, what what can I do or how can I go about this and how can I make sure um, that I am showing God's love as I do this? 
Yes, and we'll say too, it was a, so we're ready to set that up. That's definitely from a Catholic lens. We know that as Catholics, we have the four cardinal virtues. That's kind of like our moral compass. We talk about prudence, temperance, justice, and fortitude. And I say what we're getting ready to talk about, Ben, is how do we prudently means the right action to use because how do we find the mean between the extremes uh, when it comes to things? And that's what we're talking about, that virtue of prudence. So how can we prudently, as you said, make use of a good uh, and usually these examinations are just a way to know that the church has thought about that could keep us recollected to know why we are about to do what we are about to do. That's great. Well, Rob, I think it's time for everybody's favorite part of our show. Da 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 trivia. All right. So uh, I had some questions over the past couple of weeks asking, "Hey, you're a little bit behind on prizes." There was some swag, um, man. Yeah, they they want the gear. Well, uh, here at the show, uh, we've been working on new stickers. We we got decal stickers. Uh, this they are in the mail on the way to us. I got a confirmation uh, as we were finishing cooking dinner today, uh, getting ready to prep for the show. Our stickers are on the way, so we we yeah we're a couple weeks behind getting your swag out for the show, um, but uh, we've got it. It's coming, and uh, it will be out as soon as we uh, get our stickers in the mail. Let everybody know and, and get them one of those great handmade rosaries right. as well. Lost well, that question. All right, so let's get to our first question of the day. Who was the only Catholic to sign the Declaration of Independence? I think we just celebrated the holiday of that day, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's it. Go. What are you waiting on? Give us the answer. Well, we'll be back in just a minute. And we are back. Ben, what you writing down there? Ah, writing the uh, correct answer. The winner of the trivia over on YouTube. Um, got our first answer. Uh, Bud Sanderson with the correct answer with Charles Carroll. Straight uh, out of YouTube. Yeah, straight out of YouTube. First correct answer we've had from over in YouTube land uh, so far. So, uh, and, and that's a reminder that you can watch on YouTube at the Title Town Theology YouTube channel. You can Easy wa- to remember. You Title can watch, Town Theology. Yep. You can watch it live, or if you want to go later on and watch it, or hey, you know what? If this was a, an episode you know somebody uh, might like, uh, or this might be somebody, some kind of discussion that you've had with someone, you can go back, go to the Title Town uh, Theology page, take the episode once it's posted. And you can send it to them link just like you would link any other YouTube video. So uh, very easy to do. And we're also putting out podcasts. And it's it's easy to find Titletown Theology because I think we're the only one out there. We are. Green Bay has not uh, come up with a Titletown Theology page yet. So, um, Father, getting to this uh, article. Uh, we pulled off. What happened is... Uh, did, we, did we announce the winner? Yes, Bud. We did. Oh, yeah. With we Charles Carroll. Of Maryland, but I, how quickly I forget about Bud. Yeah. Oh, I love your you. nephew. I love you. All right, all right. So, so this week, like we just led into with our intro and our discussion, we talk about we're talking about social media responsibility, and we pulled off two articles. One specifically talking about the examination of conscience with within social media use and and using that. And what we'll make sure we do is at the end of the show, uh, we'll post links to these articles that we went over, and we'll post also. Uh, the full articles uh, that we found uh, with Pope Francis's from uh, uh, World Day of Social Communications. So, Father, uh, do you want to go over, as we go over this, you're going to go over each commandment, and I'm going to ask the question, and we're going to discuss each one. Sure. Let's set that up, because beginning next week, you know, we're talking about how to be responsible. We'll, we'll continue talking about social communi- uh, media and the good it can do, because we know in uh, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, 
uh, gives us, you know, in the United States, guidelines for uh, media policies and how to use social media. So, Ben, what you're talking about, we're going to go over is we found an article from Catholic moms that used a particular parish. So the church took what their diocese is doing for their media guidelines based on the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, and they decided to use the Ten Commandments. I mean, I guess you can use the Beatitudes, you can use the virtues. Uh, so we're just going to go over a way. It's not the definitive. This is what Pope Francis says. Uh, this is just what this particular church found good for their people that we think that are good for you, the viewer at home. So using the Ten Commandments, talking about examination of conscience for social media. Ben, help me break it down. This is the first commandment. I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other strange gods beside me. All right, so the questions we pulled from this article, uh, there's two that go with this first commandment. One, when I wake up in the morning, is my first thought about giving thanks to God for another day, or do I immediately think about checking for new updates on my social media accounts and email? I'm guilty of this one, Father. Um, this is one definitely uh, that uh, it, it I, immediately when you check your alarm, your alarm goes off, oh, look, I got a little red dot. I'm going to go click on that little red dot. Uh, and I'm having to tell myself, uh, now we had that great prayer talk in our first weeks of this show, mm-hmm. and now I'm telling myself as soon as I hit the alarm button, I close it out. And I'm sitting there, all right, now's my time to pray this morning and prep myself for prayer and prep myself for my nice long run I'm about to take. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, but I, I think it's a question that we need to ask ourselves. Again, yes, we're talking responsibility, but this is also responsibility in terms of are we making sure that we're making God our number one? Sure. You know, Ben, we know that our lives change when our habits change. And if your first thing waking up out of bed is not something being grateful for God. Like, for example, as a priest, I try to make sure the first thing I do is I bless, you know, like like, like we do for the gospel, my head, mouth, lips, you know, my heart, and I do an invitatory. So I, there's a particular psalm prayer in the book of prayers, but I'll say this, the first thing I did when I woke up this morning, because I, it's, it's more convenient for me to use the phone for prayer. We also have our breviary sets, but my prayers are on my phone. First thing I see is all these different messages about the new bishop. I'm like, Lord, forgive me. I'm just going to take a little bit. I kind of want to know about this, but then I had to discipline myself. I was like, Father Jason, you're going to talk about giving glory to God first, and you are looking at the new bishop. What will this new bishop think, looking more about him and not our Lord and Savior? So I did discipline myself and got prayed one of my offices before investigating who is Bishop-elect Stephen Parks. Um, but again, that's very true. And I'll say what's also been harder is pretending on the time of year. I mean, I can remember back during football season and all that. I want to see what my, how my teams are doing, what were the stats before I went to bed, you know, so get my day ordered, you mm-hmm. know, because I find myself, I want to give glory to God, but now I'm getting anxious because I want to see this first, you know, before. <laughs> you know, come on, Lord, you understand me. We can make excuses for ourselves, can't we, people? But yeah. again, discipline and getting the habit of, yeah, what, it was at least a simple thing I can do. Yes, you got to go about your day. Yes, there's things going on with your family, but really how you get up out of bed, that first thing you do can really consecrate and make or break your day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, The next one, and this goes again with this one. During moments of quiet in my day, do I turn to God in prayer for silence, or do I grab my phone and scan for anything new and interesting in my news feeds, thinking that I can always pray later? You know, know, Ben, back in the day, you know, when we had quiet time, sometimes we're not used to that. Sometimes that might have been good. It's like, I have a break from something, like I I can relax, take something in, or... 
as, as I find, the older I got, it could lead to more more anxiety, get more anxious. Like, you should be doing something. You know, why do I have this free time? And I think a, a, a good, what's convenient about uh, our cell phones is that the phone is actually an app. So it's just easier if you feel silent time just to go pick up a straight, just pick up your phone instead of just uh, thinking of something with God or just prioritizing something you need to do. It's just easy to just amuse or distract yourself. So, um, yeah. yeah, I can see how that can be a, uh, a missed opportunity. It's not always a sin because you have free time and you picked up your phone. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. You know, it's just that you ever think about that. You have moments of silence during your day, and what did you do with it? God's, you say, God, I need a break, Lord. I need rest. But not right now. I'm on Pinterest. <laughs> he has been preparing all day. He's get, he's getting him in. I, you you will see some more the rest of today. I promise you. He's been waiting on these ones. But yes, Father, uh, like you mentioned with the first question, is it, prioritizing that time. Uh, you, like you said, you ask for that break. You you want that time uh, to focus. But then you also, like you said before, your prayers are on your phone. Guess what? My prayers are on my phone too. I mean, you can use that phone. Uh, for good things there. So, uh, again, we're not saying going to social media is bad, but um, prioritizing time, uh, definitely prioritizing time uh, in, in the sense of making sure you're not overloading your life uh, with something. No, exactly. And also, too, these phones are very dangerous. They can tell you how much you did prioritize that phone yeah, <laughs> during the do. day and yeah. during the week. Yeah. So remember, what you spend the most attention with is what you love the most. Mm. All right. So, Father Jason, you want to move on to the second commandment now? Yes. Yeah, so, when it comes to the second commandment, Ben, we know that it says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Second commandment. Yeah, and the, the question that goes with this one's fairly straightforward. Do I use foul language unnecessarily or in a derogatory way about God or others? Uh, again, simple examination of conscience thing as you go about here. Um, with things and and to think about hey if i'm making this post am i thinking about the words that i'm using within my post that's sure where i find that people you where you could this is a dangerous area could be definitely with twitter i mean i think that becomes a thing you want a live tweet you know or follow along so when you see things going on especially if it's a reality tv show uh it's easy just to type your emotions without editing uh, what you're saying, you know, things you wouldn't dare tell, say, in front of your family, your friends, and then they're watching, yeah, you know, you that, in your presence. Yeah, but. you get that live event, you're going with Twitter, and just flies off, those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, you want to move on to the third commandment, or you want to... No, we'll, we'll, keep, we'll go to the next one. All right. Then uh, we might gear some things for our, our producers back there, get them involved. Uh, our third commandment reads like this. Remember to keep holy the sabbath day remember to keep holy the sabbath day. and i think this is a good one uh, a good question to throw back over here to the back row uh on sunday do i focus on preparing myself and my family for celebrating the lord's day or do i spend unnecessary time online instead and one of the ones uh, that came to my mind easily when it comes to this is uh even as an adult do we pick up that video game do i watch shows uh, in the mornings, on Sunday mornings, or am I prepping myself for Mass? Uh, guys in the back row, you got any thoughts on those? Well, I, I try, you know. Uh, actually, Sundays is one of my least social media days. I'm not saying that I don't do it, but, you know, I have a Sunday ritual of usually getting up and running and doing things like that. And so that kind of you know running is one of those things that kind of it's almost 
religious as the you know you get get focused and you can focus on a lot of things and you can think and you can pray and you can do that kind of thing but then it gets ready for me and it's really been during covid it's been kind of weird because we haven't been going to mass and so i've really felt a little off because usually we we're, we're every you know morning 9 30 and i have this ritual i go run i go get dressed i go to church you know we go eat lunch and covid has kind of thrown that off and that's you know mm-hmm. i feel out of sync and i you know i went to i went to mass because i filmed mass uh this past weekend i hope y'all love the video quality but <laughs> please affirm rob right now in the comments you know? <laughs> but but it's it's different you know what i mean yeah and uh you know i i do my yeah. best on sundays but i do not know if, i don't know if i'm there yet no, and even then, too, we can go with the same question. Again, once y'all respond, uh, you know, are you even on your phone while you're in church? Yeah. You know, cause it's a little different right now because you're watching church virtually, and it, and it is kind of weird to respond virtually, you know, when we go back at Mass and read the comments uh, with you all at home. But uh, I think what it hints at, hints at, too, is the church can be so big, you know, are you even entertaining yourself on the phone? Or if your kid's acting up, if they're slightly older, are you, so you don't get embarrassed, heck, here's here the phone, just don't, sh- you know, the lady's turning around looking at me again, or the usher's about to tap us on the shoulder. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's a responsibility as a parent. Uh, I, I know we've, we've gotten into this discussion, and maybe this one will be one for the moms later on, uh, it, that parental responsibilities with kids, but not handing your phone to a kid because th- your your kid should be involved in mass. I mean, if it's a if it's an older child that's that's getting either close to first communion or has already received first communion, mommy, this is boring. Yeah. yeah. So uh, teaching your kids about what's going on in mass, it's the same thing. You're you're leading your child in a direction that it probably doesn't need to be. So. Um, or if I still think, Alan, do you, would you want to make a comment? I, for that I would one? agree with Rob that it has been more challenging during COVID to. Uh, try to get the kids and everyone you know normally you're like bud was an altar server right am i am i is my mic on yeah you yes. got it if uh, you talk into it <laughs> bud is an altar has been an altar server so we you know that's like hey we got to get there we would be going to noon mass and so we would always be ready to go and and so that morning is usually preparation and time to get ready to go and uh, now that it's not one of his responsibilities you know we still want him to watch mass and and we've been watching online it's uh it's been difficult yeah all right father ready to move on to number four Uh, yes so our fourth commandment honor your father and mother i heard somebody say say it again father the fourth commandment is honor your father and mother i think as a kid there was multiple days where i had to write that commandment on a piece of paper like a hundred times mm-hmm yeah. Um, so the question that comes uh, with that one, it says, do I use social media to bring honor to Jesus and his teachings and the traditions passed on to us through the ministry of his church? Next week, we're going to be talking about the uh, positive aspect of the new evangelization using social media. So mm-hmm. answering this question in a positive way. But then the, we also need to check ourselves with this question saying, what I'm, and what I'm showing and what I am saying and what I am putting online, is it what I stand for? Is this honoring Jesus and his teachings and what the church shows us? Pretty much so, Ben. Uh, we know that, wow, if we would have brought this up two weeks ago on racism, I mean, like, okay, so people are getting tense right now. Okay, so how do we respond to what the church actually says, you know, in, in response when we see something? But I'll, I'll use a different example right now. 
what do we see today with the Supreme Court? Uh, the Supreme Court ruled today, seven to two, uh, that the little sisters of the poor do not have to violate their conscience when it comes to not having to use the Affordable Care Act to allow to have for con- contraception. I'm looking on social media, and it was divisive in the Catholic community. Uh, there's some, you know, most Catholics, you know, following the teaching were like. That's good. That that's that's you know way to go, you know. But some are saying like, oh, God, now the women right now, what are they going to have to do? What why is the state telling the you know this is you know it's like did this did the church just tell the state what to do? And it's like no, the, the state's protecting or the church the, the church yeah. you know, uh, to say go seek other ways to get that contraception if you need it. But it was just amazing again, uh, something I wouldn't think you know. I mean, divisive, well, all of this divisive, it can be. But just seeing how we as Catholics can respond to how our consciences are formed. And, and why does it have to, we have to go through like an us versus you know, them thing? So, yeah, so uh, getting back to this uh, question, you know, based on the teaching, I'm not saying you shouldn't be happy, get happy or sad about it, but just how, like, even like how before you comment, what are you commenting to? And let's, let's say, too, let's say you're, I'll give this example, you're a Catholic catechist. And you see somebody was like, this was bad. What do you do? Do you have to respond back to that person? Or do you pull them aside? Just because, let's say that somebody said something ignorant, do you call them out on it or not? Is that the time or place? Yeah. You know. And that, that's exactly. Uh, the other question that we have going on with that one uh, says, when I'm with my family, am I fully present or do I get distracted by using social media instead of giving them the full attention? Well, okay, all the family people, what's up? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean that, that that's that's a hard one to look at and think about uh, as giving and, and becoming present. We talked about this in our fatherhood episode uh, a few weeks back. Was was become being more present as dads, uh, and here it is even more. I mean, I know we talked about video games and television, but social media takes the exact same time. We've already mentioned this earlier in this episode, talking about uh, laying out your time, prioritizing your time here asking ourselves honor and father and your mother am i being faithful to my family am i showing the presence uh with my family on on getting distracted by social media back row you got anything to add on that one i think they're on their phones right now (laughs) (laughs) uh again that's another thing that i need to work on you know uh apple apple has this app that uh you know it tells you now how much you are on your phone or how much you've used it, how much you've been on YouTube, how much, I mean, do I ignore my children? No, but at times do I find my, catch myself, well, I shouldn't be enjoying this moment, but I'm on my phone. Yes. And so I have to reflect on that, you know, and I, I, I do try to work on it. I, I, but I do find myself at times thinking, you know what, I need to put this down and do something you know so i mean it's it's addicting you know and a lot of times i'm reading news i'm trying to stay up to date you know and things like that and it's like is that really that important right at this very moment yeah yeah um and along with this one father so uh Mm -hmm. we added in another article uh by a jesuit uh that talks about um some guidelines for using uh social media and one of the ones i pulled from his article to throw in this one Uh it says we will seek to bear witness to the ones we serve in all our words and deeds accordingly before posting content to social media we will recite the prayer lord open my lips and my mouth shall proclaim your praise so i think that goes more with the first question that we talked about there than the second one but 
what what a way to think about him what am i what am i putting on here if if i'm putting this word out here and and it could come back uh being a coach i see uh college coaches all the time say oh well i, I find player so and so but i look back 5 years on their twitter when they were 12 or 6 14 or so and they're all they're doing is just sitting there ragging somebody hey those kinds of things teenagers think about those kinds of things they can be found uh the those the, the information uh, is out there, and it can be searched back, and, and those things affect. And, and not only that, too, because uh, I know I've talked to people that say when they apply, like when they look to hire someone for a job, the first thing they do is check your social media account. It's public knowledge. Uh, so we definitely got that going on. And I want to also add, add that that, well, that article the Jesuit mentioned, that's actually the first thing a priest or deacon or anyone that prays the office, the first thing we say in the inventory is, Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. And then we do the glory be do that psalm. So I see where I judge what's going on there. Okay. <laughs> All right, Father. Uh, in this last one, we're going to okay. get to a trivia, or we're going to get to one more commandment here? All right. We'll get to one more commandment. So okay. let's wrap this up, this All fifth right. commandment, so All we'll right. get halfway through here. All right, so. All right, the fifth commandment, you shall not kill. Yeah. Fifth All right. Commandment. So two, and this is the big one. This one can be kind of serious here. Do I use social media to kill others' reputations, honor, or dignity by spreading gossip or posting or sharing slanderous or mocking comments about others, including celebrities, politicians, or other public figures? Ouch. I hear, I hear, yeah, I, was to say, I hear a collective ouch. That's what we say in the church. If you don't want to say it, it's about you or you know you've done it. Let's say ouch. Yeah. Everybody understands. Yeah, that, that's an ouch. Uh, and, and bringing in another one here from that, that article by the Jesuit, says we will treat every individual, especially those who we disagree with, with the respect owned them as children of God. While engaging in spirited disagreement and debate, we will pursue the truth in charity and seek the good of the other in all we do. I have to keep all this in mind when I'm on social media? Jeez. <laughs> exactly. And, and, you don't... And, I think we've moved into this day and age where... We just didn't think about that. We just think, oh, well, this is a, a, a space where it's space. It's out there. It, it's it's just space. But we got to realize that it's all caught, and it's all there, and, and it can be seen. So I, that's an important reflection as you're looking at this. Yeah. And, and the fifth, fifth commandment expands, you shall not kill, goes a long way. Exactly. That's why somebody, sometimes a confession, this is a catechetical moment. If there's a penitent and there's like, I really have nothing to say. I'm doing everything, you know. And I'll be like, okay, um, how often have you felt this way? I might say, well, would you mind hearing my confession? No. Or, um, or well, one thing could be, would you mind if I lead you on examination? If it's been a while, just to, to help you out. I'm not saying you've done anything, but I lie myself. And if I mention, you know, you shall not kill. Father, obviously I haven't done that. Eh, here's another way to look at it. And this is like something you can say, not that I'm trying to like call out a particular person, but sometimes we sincerely are searching for like, for a good exam and like how can I possibly kill somebody or somebody say oh, I didn't do anything wrong father like I killed anybody like well did you kill anybody's reputation and when you when you church if it's church or political gossip or talking about your co-worker that could kill their reputation not physically but if it's a sin against charity it's a mortal sin yeah and to, to continue on that one right there before we wrap things up for this segment I had a teacher tell me one time and I've used it since mm-hmm. uh, looking at a, at a student and uh, the student was getting in trouble for saying things to another student, harmful to another student. Uh-huh. And the teacher asked and said, do you know what the fifth commandment is? And the kid spouted it right out. And the teacher said, do you think you harmed that person? Mm. And the kid kind of was like, 
wow, that ouch moment, like you just, we just said again, uh-huh. it was like, wow, I didn't, I, I didn't think about that. And at, at, on social media, those kinds of things happen. I mean, you just got to realize in that instance, hey, and we'll get to this as we wrap up in a little bit with the whole article, but be realizing, hey, there, there, there are instances where you could hurt somebody. Oh. Yeah. All right, Rob, so uh, I think it's that time for that second question. Da-da-da, trivia. All right, so bring it back here for our trivia. Continuing with the United States theme, we, we celebrated 4th of July this past weekend. I hope that everybody had a great, safe 4th of July and enjoyed it. Uh, enjoyed plenty of fun in the sun. I know we've been dealing with a lot of rain lately. But uh, our question tonight, our first trivia question tonight, what was the first Catholic university established in the United States? Do they still have to be practicing Catholics today? Uh, they do not as much. They still have Catholics yeah, on campus. Yeah, I know, Catholic identity. Yes, thing. Catholic yes. identity. <laughs> We're not giving you a hint. We're going back to that Carroll family Sorry. again. Uh, so. All right. Who, what was the first Catholic university established in the United States? We'll see you guys right after on the break.
And, and welcome. We are by. Oh, there we go. Rob's got it for me. All right. So, <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, so, apparently, we still don't have a correct answer out there. So, we're going to throw out some more uh, some references to maybe help you find a correct answer while Alan continues that. We'll start our segment. And if a correct answer is found, we'll let you know who it is uh, before we wrap up and such. So, some hints. Uh, basketball. Yep. 1984 national champions. I think we're going to test my sports knowledge here. Um, um, led by a center named Patrick. Taught by a Jesuits. Yes. Oh, sometimes you they think they're good. They had, they had a guard named Allen Iverson. Did Villanova win that year? Was it 84 in Villanova? That's another Catholic. Team. Another year. Yeah. Maybe if they thought a particular town. They are in the Big East. Well, they, yeah. Um, yeah. Washington, D.C. Maybe if they watched Hamilton, they might have seen President George ah. in Washington yep. talk about... Again, keeping. Uh, oh well, let's well, move on. They're here for the content, not yep. the trivia. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Nobody wants swag today. Right, so, uh, the next <laughs> commandment. Next one. Moving on. Moving on. Um, so now, I'll make sure I'm. I'm We're on six and nine. Tonight. We do have a winner oh, uh, on YouTube. It just says Caven. We'll have to look that Kaven? up. Caven. Caven. K A V I N. Caven. Caven. Caven, let us know who you are. If you're out there listening, you got the correct answer. Uh, it's Georgetown. That's right. In Washington, D.C., a beautiful campus. Yeah, so the first seminary was St. Mary's, and Mount St. Mary's was the second seminary, and mm-hmm. the second college was actually Mount St. Mary's. So we got to hear these things going up in the area. Yep. So Georgetown being that. All right, so we're going with commandments. All right, let's combine some. All right, Ben, uh, thinking of that examination of conscience, I am now going to combine the sixth and ninth commandments. And they read, respectively, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Yeah, and the article uh, brought these two questions out here. Do I negatively compare or complain about my spouse publicly or privately in my online conversations? And do I read about my friend's spouses and wish my spouse was more like him or her? Ooh. So don't look at me. Tough ones. Apologize. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at me. I don't know. No. Tough ones there. I mean, th- those are ones Brutally that... Brutally honest. Yeah. yeah. As, as spouses that we look at ourselves and, oh, man, these, that's a tough uh, a, a tough cookie to swallow on that one is if we are struggling with something like that, if you are um, dealing with a, a, a negative jab in that area, that, that potentially could be harmful to not only issues social media-wise, but issues marital-wise. It's true. It's one thing to say something like to a good friend or to vent. That's one thing. But when you vent in an online forum, as it's like saying here, it's it's in a public setting or if it's just privately to your friend, because again, uh, things get to lead, but how how gone is it or is is it somebody to access? So again, we understand in a marriage or in a friendship, you go through things and it's good to have, I need to do in marriage prep, encourage, having somebody you can helpfully vent to. Uh, but it's different. You just air out all your laundry for everybody to see. You know. Yeah, not not a healthy way to, to vent is going to uh, social media platforms to complain. Definitely not. All right, Father, you want to move on to our next combo? All right, so now uh, we're going to do the 7th and 10th commandments. Respectively, you shall not steal and you shall not covet your neighbor's goods. And the question we got here with this one says, do I feel jealous with friends sharing pictures and updates about recent purchases or possessions, their triumphs, their joys, or accomplishments, instead of expressing genuine happiness and thanksgiving for them? I'll say this, Ben. It depends on who is using social media at that moment, because 
I don't expect the young person to get on and be like, you know what, I'm happy for that. Well, way to go. Either. I mean, as an adult, I think, you know, we should be able, we can more, our consciences are more informed to think that way. Oh, man, I can know that's tough for somebody that's younger. You know, you want to flex that you just got that or you have this particular thing. And there might be some, some people that are sincerely happy or some people that are sincerely jealous, you know, and I'm like, oh, for sure. I hope younger people are listening because Father Jason just used the word flex in a correct manner. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. So, uh, but no, like Father, definitely a, a challenging point for 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 younger people to uh, to to point that out. Again, you're talking about a developing conscious and developing mind, um, but being aware of uh, socially of what's going on and understanding socially what's going on there. Um, and again, we go back to the other article uh, by the Jesuit here. Mm-hmm. It says, we will, as far as possible, identify and celebrate the good, the true, and the beautiful as much as we name and challenge what is immoral, unjust, or evil. Mm. Uh, I think celebrating uh, the good is what we should be doing as as Catholics and as Christians. We should be celebrating, yay, good things for good people. Uh, that's true. And I think in a good way is this. If you know somebody that's sick or somebody's in the hospital, if you have their permission, they want those things out there, that is a good, like I'll, I hope they recover, that is a good to like, to share, uh, to get the word out there. Or today, even with getting the new the bishop elect out there, that is a, a, a good. Yeah. Uh, but just because you just want to put things out, look what I ate today, and then uh, look at look at what I got this here. Well, that could lead to different things. Are, are you sincerely happy this person gets to eat that meal, or you might be a little jealous? Or maybe the person's just trying to evaluate a restaurant or just show others think this is unique, you know. But um, yeah, there's different in, there's different intents, I guess, that people have when they put out there. But again, you don't always know why that person put that out there. But so, respond, yeah. yeah, of course, using our good judgment there with. Uh the old Troop 3 adding to the uh, scout oath there. <laughs> uh, Father, you want to roll over here to the last commandment here, the Eighth Commandment? The Eighth Commandment reads of this. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. All right, the question that goes with this one, uh, do I misrepresent, take out of context, inflate or otherwise misconstrue other words or information via social media for my own benefit or recognition. And this is something we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. Father, was taking things out of context, inflating, otherwise misconstrue, um, especially with events recently, um, being careful to misrepresent, taking out of conflicts and inflating, uh, context and inflating uh, what's going on is a very thin line. You're walking on between what is appropriate and what's not appropriate there. Exactly. Um, yes, any any comments from the back? Well, I think that's what they call the cancel, co- <laughs> cancel <laughs> culture. Oh, that's a new woke term. That's no. You know, uh, when they talk about, I mean, it's like we have to be so careful. Even when we were having our, you know, our episode on racism, we had to be so careful. And we were like on pins and needles because we didn't want to say anything that could be misconstrued misconstrued and even you know talking about social media talking about the things we have i mean it's so easy for people to take things the wrong way and you know what we like robert Barron, i think somebody mentioned it he talks about we could say we could think out what we want to say and write it out and it's still gonna be lacking in in somebody's eyes you know, somebody's going to, you know, take it and say, well, why didn't you talk about this? And why don't you mention this? And it's the culture, I guess, to, of today. 
you know, and then we speak in code words. People think, you know, oh, well, that's code word. Well, you know what? I was not woke enough because I didn't know what uh, that that meant. It's you like know, Pandora's box. The, you meant to use it for one intention of the person with an agenda. And let's say mm-hmm. that's a good agenda. Thought you were part of the negative agenda, and you were part of an ignorant agenda. Right, right. I, and I mean, I can understand. You know, not everybody's on social media. God bless them. You know, oh, they got peace of mind. But uh, you know, if you weren't on social media and you just, you know, somebody asked you a off question and you used certain terminologies, then you would be, oh, well, he's this or he's that. He said this. You know, the the language of today is very, you know, it's flexible. It's moving around. Things, you know, mean different things. And so, and it's hard to stay up on these things. We Even a, me, as a, as what I consider still a young person. Yeah, we have a very fluid vocabulary right now, and it changes rapidly. Uh-huh. Uh, it's almost changes as you, you almost change with the social media app. I mean, we've seen mm-hmm. apps come and go, and, and systems come and go. We've seen vocabulary become extremely fluid on what it can and can't mean, and and, right. and sometimes people. If our age, I mean, we have younger children, um, whereas if we have somebody that's in their, that has children in their later teens and into early 20s, who those people are participating more in more conversations, we may say a word that sets somebody off, and we have just absolutely no clue on what that fluid vocabulary term means to another group. And again, right. that kind of goes back to some of the earlier areas we're talking about is, let's find a way to peacefully talk about that. I mean, if if we said something... It's it's not about to go attack somebody uh, and using your conscience to not go after and attack somebody, but going after and having that conversation in, in a way of education is probably the better approach. Mm-hmm. And then there's two points that were made here by our article, the other article we're looking at. It says, we will uh, not attribute an opinion to someone that he or she has not openly declared or is not logically implied by his or her actions. We will seek to build up not to tear down. Father, that's kind of exactly what we were just talking about, is it, it getting into that it, th- that kind of an issue of, if it's not openly stated, it's probably not something I'm, I, I do not want to go tear it down. Maybe ask a question, maybe try to, to get further clear, uh, uh, clarification on it, mm-hmm. uh, but using a conscience and using a positive way to go about that. And the other point, the second point there is winning conscience or demands of justice prompt us to challenge people or institutions. We will not merely denounce the actions of others as far as possible. We will propose an alternative or genuine constructive course of action. Yes, again, we can sincerely disagree with people. They're still part of the body of Christ. They still need to see how we act as fellow Christians in the example that we have. Uh, too. So um, somebody, let's just say as Catholic Christians, you know, if we have some of our fellow Catholics that are part of a group that we think is not where they should be, yeah, let's respect their right. That's what they choose to believe at that time, and let's find a correct way to go about talking said things out or how to handle said issue. But, you know, is it just a mortal sin because somebody thinks differently the way that we do? Not necessarily. So, so um, yeah. we'll treat people. Truth and charity is what we need. We need to do a better job listening and figuring out how to communicate with one another. When in doubt, pick up the phone. Meet the person. I think that's what most of these things are trying to say. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever happened to, uh, let me call this person and let me see where their mind's at, you know, before I put them on blast on the social media. 
Well, I think one of those things sometimes that can be a little impossible. Uh, I mean, I was you mentioned Bishop Barron's video. I look, I watched it over Twitter, and mm-hmm. watching the, just the comments. I mean, he's probably not readily as accessible uh, via. You can't call him right off the bat, but you potentially could message him and try to get clarification. But the amount of people that were just going straight after him on, on, on in different av- avenues. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, that probably doesn't work with, you know, people of, of his stature, but I see people doing it to local people, to friends. To friends, yeah, that's that's I, the harmful, and that's not, the real harmful. Maybe not friends, but acquaintances, people you go to church with, people who are supposed to be your brothers in Christ, and you're attacking them because they don't agree. Or, let's say, it seems as though you're attacking them through your comments, and, you know, maybe that's me misconstruing what they are posting you know, because in text, the it gets lost in text. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, there's one last question here that was met, that was put in here. Uh, again, if you have any questions or comments you'd like for us to field in just a moment, we would be glad uh, to entertain some uh, some questions on this subject yeah, and stuff. We're in overtime now. If you're here this long, <laughs> mine as well. Yeah, pour you another so, drink. Uh, let's do it. Let's let's go ahead and go over this last question here. It says, if I've used social media in a harmful a hurtful way towards others, have I humbly acknowledged this and sought out for their forgiveness after a sincere apology and tried my best to amend my social media use? Uh, again, kind of just clarifying things of, of everything that we went over there. Going back, hey, you know what? If I did hurt somebody, making sure you go back and ask for forgiveness and, and acknowledging what what you did wrong and, and where where the hurt occurred or the, the, the mistake occurred is acknowledging Sure. That. If I would have heard this in the confessional, if I would have said of the things that you just named, tell me the one particular sin that's is bothering you the most, if that was named, that would be a remedy that I would say for an act of charity, then I would ask that you pray for that person. And that, well, first of all, I'll say pray for that person uh, in general. But two, if it, the situation warrants and things are cooled down, just to approach, you know, and just and have that uh, conversation. Yeah, you know, be adults. Yeah. You know, so, Father, uh, when are confessions available? Uh, confessionals, confessions at the Church of Saint John the Evangelist are as follows: on Wednesdays between five and five forty-five, they are available on Saturdays. Also, in Espanol, con Padre. Brian Uh We have confessions then between four to four forty-five. Sorry, on Saturday. So there's a Saturday vigil mass four to four forty-five. Espanol Padre Labert. Uh, then also with me in the confessional, and then also on Wednesdays. And appointment only. If it's been a while, stop making excuses. If something struck your heart tonight. I'm not going to point in particular to any staff members around here right now. So. But, um, you know, we don't care how long it's been. You will walk in open my, arms. This is my confession. Yeah. <laughs> part one and part two. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> we, we've managed to survive this long without another uh, um, social media drop by Father Jason over here. But, uh, Alan, do we have any questions or comments on there? Anybody got any? I don't think, I th- I don't think we do. We just had some comments. People... You know, they, they like the video quality. Yeah. Rob, they like the video quality. And just no, just lots of positive comments. Good. Good. Uh, so uh, Sam, Sam Dennis finally answered Georgetown. He's, yeah. he's won I've before. Been, yeah. <laughs> well, we have, can we have, did Many we ever hear back from after the Kevin? It was mentioned. Oh, yeah, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin was the number one winner, but Sam Dennis was a close second. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, well, Father Jason, it's time to end this thing up, wrap this thing up. Uh, another great week, another great discussion. Next week, uh, we got a guest coming in studio with us, joining us, and we're going to be talking about evangelization through social media. Exactly. Now let's go ahead and close with prayer. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Good and gracious God, uh, as we get ready to retire this evening, may we not forget, for those that, that just listen, what we just heard. You know, we've just been talking about, you know, social media, Lord, and its use and just being able just to take responsibility for our words and actions and how it comes across. And Lord, if there's something we're struggling with, may we humbly submit to your will and be able to work on it. Uh, bless the work that we've done today. May we quietly uh, sleep in peace so that we can rest and serve you all the more faithfully tomorrow. God bless us in the work that we do. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. And we'd like to thank this week for our new Patrons on Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, we got Ellen Dunleavy, Michelle Everett, and Mike Johnson all becoming patrons of our show this week. It's our shout-out as our show as part of our patrons. If you're interested in supporting the show, go to the Patreon account on link. It's on our page. It's on uh, several of our posts starting next week. There'll be even be a little bit of snippet of what goes on pre-show. We're going to take a little video of our pre-show meeting and get together and snack before they we can, get they going. Can, they can see me yelling at Alan. Yeah. Telling him to calm down. Telling him to calm down. So, yeah. So, go ahead and support the show. This is another way to get your show swag. Uh, there's different tiers on there uh, and you can go and support the show and we're, we're having fun and we, we enjoy this time uh, with you guys. So, uh, well, Father, prayer's over with. You guys have a great week. And thank you for watching Titletown Theology, bringing people to Christ one victory at a time.